Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, May 17th. It's good to be back. It's kind of strange whenever we have no show and a day off, but we had one yesterday, no uh, NHL action. And uh, really, the action doesn't get going again until tomorrow uh, when the conference finals begin. But we figured, let's give you a show today, and we'll just do a really an overall broader look at the conference finals today. Uh, just a general series preview, a betting preview of both series. Uh, and look, um, there's a lot of people that are disappointed in north of the border here in Canada that there's no uh, Canadian teams left standing. I'm seeing some uh, people that are the Debbie Downers, you know, Mr. Poopy Pants out there saying, hey, there's no Canadian teams left. I don't care anymore uh, about the Stanley Cup playoffs and who wins. Well, the way I see it is there's fresh blood. There's new blood there still standing. Uh, you've got uh, teams that haven't won the Stanley Cup since at least 2006 in the case of Carolina. Uh, for uh, Dallas, they haven't won since 1999. For v Vegas and Florida, those franchises have never won a Stanley Cup. So the way I see it, you're getting a new kind of a new fresh champion. And you've got four still very good hockey teams left in the chase for the Stanley Cup. So I'm into it. Plus, there's betting lines. Hello? There's betting lines for the uh, conference finals and beyond still. So we're still very much uh, excited uh, and into the conference finals for sure. And for this conference finals betting preview show, we have Chad Nairing joining us again. Back-to-back uh, -back, uh, Wednesdays, him on the uh, show with us. And uh, Kevin Beach stepping in here for a bonus episode here to help us break down the uh, conference uh, finals. Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, just overall, how excited are you for what's uh, to come here in the final four? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been great action. Um, definitely unpredictable, and that's that's why I love the NHL playoffs. That's why it's uh, it's the best playoffs in, in in all the major leagues. I think is because just the parity, and uh, you know, you saw it after the first round. Uh, a lot of a lot of big teams go down there, and then headed in the second round, you can make a case for any of those eight teams that are left. And, and same thing with the last four here. Um, to try and try and pick one here, it's kind of. Uh, almost just a guess so really it's uh it's down to kind of the bounces that, that come down in the game and, and the guys that come up clutch so uh should be uh pretty pretty good final uh two rounds here absolutely it'll be exciting to see it all uh, transpire uh chad is right in the thick of it when it comes to one of the four teams uh still standing in the uh, stanley cup playoffs the vegas golden knights chad's living in las vegas uh, during the uh, off season right now although he'll be moving going back to europe for his the next hockey season uh, in the fall so he's got a front row seat essentially to the excitement that is permeating sin city right now uh, involving the uh, golden knights but uh uh, Chad, you're excited about the conference finals, I'm sure, although he is about less than a week away from uh, uh, taking his travels to Italia, uh, Italy for a vacation. So you're going to miss a little bit of this uh, Vegas push for the playoffs here, uh, at least from seeing it up close and personal in, in the uh, right in the backyard there. But uh, you're excited for the conference finals, I'm sure. And uh, look, uh, maybe not certainly not the conference finals anybody thought we would see. There's so many of the teams that were picked to win the Stanley Cup either before the season or before the playoffs that have been wiped out and knocked out Boston, 
Colorado, Tampa Bay, Toronto uh, are the ones that stand out most, but uh, Edmonton, of course. So uh, there are still four really good teams still left in the chase for the Stanley Cup, Chad. And uh, how are you excited about the uh, final conference finals coming up? Yeah, first, it's it's uh, it's sad to see not only the Canadian teams, because I think it brings a little more just a little more excitement, a little more juice, but it's it's some of those top players that were in them with McDavid yeah. and Dreisaitl and Matthews and those kind of guys. Um, but that's how the game works. You got to play the games and, and teams win, teams lose. But um, Vegas is obviously you guys have followed it in the last few years has been a very interesting team. No one thinks they would have made it. I mean, not far away in another desert town, Arizona's much different situation. We're here. There's a lot going on, and it's beautiful weather. It's, I mean, if we're going by Celsius, I think it's 35 degrees today. Um, so there's lots to do. Weather's good, but the buzz around the hockey is insane. There's the New York, New York uh, Statue of Liberty has a big Golden Knights jersey on it. The the Caesar's Palace, the the Roman guy has a has a has a Golden Knights jersey on and a hockey stick. Like this city's pretty pretty buzzed there on the hockey scene which is interesting because there's a lot going on here but it's uh it's fun it's wherever you go there's a golden knights everything so it brings a lot of excitement to the city brings hockey awareness down here and you got everyone playing you got everyone into it and uh yeah it's fun it's it's cool to be around that kind of atmosphere so i'm excited i'm excited it's it's going to be a fun series i know some people on dallas so it's going to be dallas vegas I, I i'm excited about this series a lot of people say the old Carolina, Florida could be like a sleeper. However, those teams have proven what they could do. And and so that series alone is going to is going to bring the interest in those markets up higher and higher, which is good for hockey. OK, so what takes your heart more cheering for the team you're living right now in Vegas or your buddies on Dallas? I mean, you, it's hard to say I got to cheer for both, but. There's got to be one or the other that you're you're going to root for a little bit harder. What is it? The buds on Dallas or Vegas, the home stomping grounds. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Dallas and for a couple of reasons. I love Vegas. I think they deserve to win one. I think it'd be cool to have that down here. They put on a pretty good show. But uh, one of my best buddies I've played hockey with. He's best friends with Jamie Ben. So I've I've been able to meet and hang out with Jamie a few times. And that guy's he's pretty cool pretty cool guy he's, he's he and I think the way he plays the way the criticism he got on a slow year and how he bounced back with this season kind of took a role and and is putting up the points he he, he deserves the win one and I, and I really hope he can yeah and look he had been um a little bit criticized and critical uh even I was for a bit of his playoff uh, performances a couple of years ago but boy uh, he's played better the last couple for sure. This year he's been solid. Really the whole group, to be honest, there's one really key, and we'll get into it when we break down that series. The only person we're waiting on to join the party for the Dallas Stars is Jason Robertson. You know, he has just been, whether it's snake bit, I think he's lost total confidence, you know, right now, unfortunately. A great offensive player when they lose confidence and they are just in this kind of drought, especially at the most important time of year, it just sucks the uh the life, the energy, and the confidence out of you. And I think he's got to try to get it back somehow, but it hasn't been easy. But it's also spoke speaks volumes about how well Dallas has played. They've gotten this far with Jason Robertson, a 46-goal scorer uh, during the regular season, not really doing much for them uh, offensively. So uh, we will break down that series in just a bit, but we will begin 
because it's the first series to drop the puck tomorrow night. Eastern Conference Final, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes. And there you see on the screen the current series price. Uh, Carolina minus 140 series favorites. Of course, they have a uh, home ice advantage here in the uh, Conference Finals. Florida, a plus 120 uh, underdog. But Florida didn't have home ice in the first round against the mighty Boston Bruins and won. They didn't have home ice against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round, and they managed to win. So what being an underdog and not having home ice advantage uh, really hasn't mattered uh, here to the Florida Panthers so far uh, in getting this far. It's been a great run. We'll start with Florida. Um, really terrific play from them. And to be honest, there's a lot of reasons for it. Their forechecking has been really good. You know, I think that part of their game has improved significantly from the start of the season. That's why Paul Maurice was brought to Florida. They wanted to transfer away from a up-and-down, rush-chance type of team to become more of a hard-cycle, four-check team. And they have really done a good job of, you know, grasping that type of system and playing well in it uh, down the stretch and here in the playoffs as well. Uh, so Paul Maurice deserves a lot of credit. This is the third conference finals. Uh, for Paul Maurice as a head coach. He went there in 2000, uh, actually the fourth, I should say, uh, two twice with Carolina, 2002, 2009, and a great storyline. And I posted the image of it on, actually, you know what? I'll try to put it up on the screen here. It's Paul Maurice, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes in one of those years. It was either 2002, which was his first tenure with Carolina. Remember, he got fired. And then Peter LaViolette was there. And that's when they won the Stanley Cup, 2006. And then LaViolette got canned, and they brought Paul Maurice back late in the in, in the 2000s uh, as the uh, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. So he actually had two different stints as head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, Paul Maurice, uh, earlier in his career. But uh, I mentioned, I posted it a few days ago. We'll see if I can find it here. But uh, Paul Maurice coaching the Hurricanes, 2002 and uh, 2009. Again, that we're talking... 21 years ago when he took Carolina to the conference fund, Jeff O'Neill was on the team, you know, at, the, at that year, that's how long ago that was. And Jeff O'Neill now been on television and radio in Toronto for a very long time. So that's how long ago it was when we saw uh, the uh, Carolina and Paul Maurice coach them in 2002. Here it is. Now we'll uh, bring the uh, image up here on the uh, screen. So this is pretty cool. And it tells you how fucking old we're all getting, including me. It was going to be 40 in four years. So this is a kind of uh, shocking to see this. But here it is. We'll put it up on the screen right now for anyone watching on a YouTube. And for those of you on the podcast, there it is. I'll just uh, see if I can uh, align this a little bit more. But uh, here we go. This is an image here of Paul Maurice. Here we go. Paul Maurice uh, coaching Carolina. 2002. It was either 2002 or 2009. And look who one of his players was. None other than Captain of the Carolina Hurricanes at the time, Rod Brindamore. So there you go. Uh, coaching Rod Brindamore, 2002-2009. And now those two guys will go head-to-head -head as head coaches of their respective teams here in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that's pretty cool uh, right there. And uh, so that was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, certainly Rod Brindamore, we knew that back then, you know, when he was captain of this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team that uh, – he would be great coach material, great leader, uh, ter tremendous leader. Nobody has said anything other than this guy knows how to lead a group of men, knows how to lead a dressing room, and, and he certainly did that. And great 
attributes, obviously, to be a head coach. And not only did he become a head coach, he's become a damn good one, uh, Rod Brindamore. So that is a fascinating uh, storyline here when you look at this uh, matchup. No uh, question about that. Uh, and I think when you look at the uh, ins and outs of this, there's another storyline, even you know, not hockey-related at all, uh, for this series, too. Not one, not two, but three brothers are playing in the same uh, series. That's <laughs> pretty crazy, right? You've got, obviously, Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl playing for the Florida Panthers against Jordan Stahl, who is now the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. So craziness right there that we've got three Stahl brothers uh, playing here in the uh, Eastern uh, Conference Finals. So uh, pretty amazing that we've just got those storylines in and of itself ready-made here for the conference finals. Now, as far as the hockey goes, which is what we're here for, um, you look at the way this series is, and what I'm amazed about with Florida is they won the first round against Boston with, you know, Alex Lyon, remember, started that series, if you remember. He got pulled, and then Sergei Bobrovsky, who he had no clue how he was going to play. He hadn't played very much. Uh, he wasn't a big part of the run that Florida went on uh, to get into the playoffs. He ends up taking over the net in that Boston series. And really he played, he played actually at times, not so great in the Boston series, but they scored a lot of goals as well. And then later in that series, especially six and seven, uh, he ended up playing a lot better. Sergei Bobrovsky played very well in those uh, last uh, couple games, especially game seven. Uh, and it ended up being one of those games where uh, he got their series where he got better. And then in the Toronto series, you know, Bobrovsky was lights out. He was Definitely back to Vesna goalie Bob, you know, in that Toronto series. And I think he was kind of like that in game seven against Boston as well. So he has played extremely well in net. What I like about the Panthers is they have, they're have they a hard, heavy, punish you type of team. They will go through you, you know, to, to get a loose puck, to make a play, which is what you need to do. That's the effort. That's the commitment you need at this stage of the NHL season to win. Uh, in the playoffs. I think their blue line, which was a big concern for me coming into the playoffs, has played a lot better uh, as well. Uh, when you look at it, uh, I, th I think the beautiful thing for Florida is that Aaron Ekblad really started to step his game up to another level late in the Toronto series. Of course, he scored a big goal in the clinching game five. Uh, he played a lot better. Montour has been an absolute stud all playoffs long and all season long. He's been remarkable. Mark Stahl has played remarkably effective. I thought, you know, a guy that's best days are behind him, but Paul Maurice has gotten incredible mileage out of Mark Stahl. This uh, playoff run, Forsling's been solved, and then you've got Josh Mahura and Radko Gudas, who have become a really effective third pair for the Panthers. Up front, they've got balance on all four lines, without question, with what they've gotten uh, from them here in the uh, playoffs so far. So there's definitely a lot to like here regarding this uh, Florida Panthers team. Uh, and the way they are playing going into the playoffs for Hagee, Barkov, Duclair, Cousins, Bennett, and Kachuk has become a very effective line. Coolmint, uh, Lusterine, as I like to call him, with Lundell and Reinhardt. And now Ryan Lomberg, there's whispers he's probably back uh, in this series on that fourth line with Eric Stahl and Colin White. Probably will take Zach Dolpe's spot uh, more than likely. So, you know, that's definitely a Florida team that got balance in their four lines. It's great to see. They are going to be a tough out, and they're playing with extreme confidence going into this series on the Carolina side, you know, you've got a hurricanes team that uh, went through the Islanders uh, got through New Jersey. Um, I don't know if their road to get here has been nearly as impressive as Florida because Boston and Toronto, I think 
if you put those two teams together cumulatively, I think better teams cumulative, cumulatively than the Islanders and the Devils, if you ask me. Uh, Devils are a really good team, but I think the Islanders weren't you know, a team that I was overly worried about uh, if I'm Carolina in that first round. No, but the Hurricanes, you look at them, um, what I like about them is the kind of a mirror image playing style of Florida, especially here in the playoffs. Just rugged, hard forechecking team. They've suddenly, without Pacioretty and Svechnikov, and at least for the first two rounds without Tavo Taravainen, although it looks like he's going to be ready to return here for the Eastern Conference Finals, they've been able to survive. My biggest question mark with them is who's going to score on the third and the fourth line? Who's going to give them that depth of scoring uh, with when uh, Aho doesn't score, when Seth Jarvis doesn't score? Uh, but man alive, um, they have really gotten great playoff performances in the first two rounds from Stefan Nason and especially from Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Faust. These are two guys that have been just ex exceptional for them and have really made the difference in Carolina being able to win these series. Marty Natchez, of course, no doubt another great uh, playoff series, uh, playoffs for him after another good regular season. But all of a sudden, the questions are alleviated for me. They have shown they've got scoring depth without uh, Svechnikov in particular. And now getting Tavo Teravainen back for this conference final is going to make things a lot better here uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Their blue line one through six is as good as any outside of maybe Vegas. I think I'll take Vegas as one through six. It's it's exceptional. But boy, Carolina's is right there. Slavin, a beast. Uh, Brent Burns has played great. Now, it makes the odd defensive blunder, but he makes up for it in the offensive that he drives from the back end. Shea and Pesci have been a very good second pair. Gostas Bear, I mean, I can't believe how well this guy's playing. And I think it's a product of the system. This guy couldn't was just a mistake waiting to happen in Philadelphia and even Arizona for that matter. And he still, you know, can worry you at times defensively. But, you know, he's good with the puck. He's good in terms of moving it up ice. And he's limited the defensive blunders here since he's joined Carolina. He's even been solid. So it's a great one through six. I'd probably give a slight edge to Carolina on the blue line because I think their depth is a little bit better than Florida's. Uh, and in net, though, the big question is Frederick Anderson, who played good at times in the New Jersey series and got, you know, he had that ugly game three. We remember he got lit up for eight goals. I still think goalie Bob is better than him. I'll take goalie Bob at like a Vesna trophy level right now over Freddie Anderson. But the counter argument to that is who's got the better defense in front of him? Who gives up? Who's, who, who makes life easier on their goaltender? Carolina does that, in my opinion, compared to Florida. So, that's interesting where I think Florida's got the better goalie, but who's going to face the tougher shots in this series? Probably Bobrovsky, you know, just because Carolina does such a great job of limiting shots on goal and limiting high danger chances. So it's a really great series. Um, I have Carolina to win the East and the Stanley Cup from before the season. I mean, it's the only preseason future that I have left standing. I have Dallas standing as well, but I bet that during the season, late in the regular season. The only preseason futures bet that I have left pending from October is Carolina to win the East and win the Stanley Cup. So for that reason, uh, because I, this is another series where I can make a case for Florida, I can make a case for Carolina. Really, it is. So I'd be really in challenge to make a series bet here if I didn't have this position. But because I have this position where I've got the Canes futures to win the conference and the cup, I'm going to take Florida here plus 120 for the uh, series price. It makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm not Mr. Hedge. Like I say, I usually say uh, hedging is for gardeners. But at the end of the day, 
this is this is a good amount of chunk of change I'm going to get if Carolina wins the East and the Cup. So, and, and I this series worries me enough for Carolina that I feel like I should put something in my pocket for Florida plus 120 as far as the series price goes. And because they've overcome a great Boston team and a very good Toronto team, why why not against uh, Carolina as well for this Panthers team? I'd probably lean Florida as well at the plus price, even if I didn't have the uh, Carolina futures pending. Here's the concern I have for Florida, and then we'll give the uh, floor here and the mic to Kevin and Chad. Um, here's my concern, okay? They've been rolling. They've been playing with great momentum, and now they've been cooling their heels for a week. You know, that really concerns me about a team that just got red hot at the right time, playing every other day, no breaks. And remember, because they played seven against Boston, there was really not much of a break before the Toronto series started. So they went right from the Bruins series to the Leaf series in this rhythm with this momentum of playing every other day. And now all of a sudden they're sitting there for a week before this series begins. I mean, they wrapped up with Toronto last Friday night in Toronto. And now basically almost a full week later, they're going to start game one. Does that disrupt the momentum? Does that disrupt the rhythm that Florida's got going for them uh, right now going into this series? So we'll get into game one tomorrow, but you're kind of seeing where I'm leaning with game one based on what I just said, even though I think Florida's live in this series. But uh, because of my position, I'm on Florida for the series plus 120. We'll get into some of the props in just a moment. But first, Kevin, uh, what do you think here of the series in general? Eastern Conference Finals, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You got you got three teams left that just kind of cruise and were consistent all, all season. Uh, so Dallas, Vegas, and Carolina there. And then you got one team who's just riding an absolute wave here of momentum who just, just squeaked into the playoffs on the last last couple of days. Uh, then taking out one of the best teams ever in, in NHL history. So, it, you know, my, my heart wants to kind of see see Florida keep keep riding this this momentum, this wave. Um, also, what Chad Chad mentioned, like I got got a couple of buddies on on Florida. Uh, Mark Stoll, I played with the Sudbury for four years, and then uh, a couple of local guys, Zach Delpy from Paris, Ontario, and then uh, Brandon Montour from Brantford, Ontario. So you may not see much of Zach in this series, unfortunately. I think he's going to be the one coming out for Lomberg, but uh, he he's played well. He's really made some nice uh, uh, you know contributions to Florida. Your buddy Zach Delpy. Yeah, had a huge goal I think in uh, Game Six in the third period against against Boston. There, one of those. I mean, there was eight goals after that one in the third period, but it was one of one of the big ones to I think tie the game there. Um, so it's been it's been fun watching him back back consistently in the lineup there, especially in a really important role down the stretch here. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's just after the first round, it's it's been too tight for me as far as picking teams. Um, at the start of the series, you know, once I saw a couple of trends trends early on of, of some teams taking over like Carolina and Dallas, I felt pretty comfortable jumping jumping on them. But uh, yeah, right now I, I agree. It can be, I see you're just playing the price uh, because really I just think this is a 50, 50 pick them series. Uh, there's a lot of props though that I like, uh, like the first round. So the first round has some good props, some, some head to head stuff and goals or points. So that's kind of what I'm zeroing in uh, here. Uh, do you want me to jump in those now or, or kind of wait? Yeah, we'll, we'll do props in the next uh, bit. Um, and just because I'm going to hold off on mine too, but there's a bunch that I'm going to, I just want to mention some th figures here because you talk about kind of strength on strength here and especially in games one and two, which are in Carolina. Uh, Cause I, and I want to point these out because uh, it's been uh, uh, Carolina. We know at home has been phenomenal, right? 
just continue to be a, an absolutely terrific home team uh, in the playoffs. It's It was last year it was like this. Uh, this year so far, uh, it's been like it as well for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, here in the playoffs. Five and one, they are at home here in the playoffs this year. But the Florida Panthers, they are six and one on the road here in the playoffs. And they've won six straight road games in the playoffs, entering game one tomorrow night of this series. So it's kind of like pick your poison, right? Carolina is just phenomenal at home. And here's Florida with six straight road games that they've won here in the playoffs entering tomorrow night. So uh, that's going to make for an interesting uh, handicap as far as game one. And we'll go more into detail with game one specifically, obviously, tomorrow uh, on the uh, Thursday uh, show. Uh, Chad, what do you think here? Eastern Conference Finals, Florida, Carolina. Yeah, I think it's it's a very narrow margin. And if you can break anything down, I would break it down like this. I would say I, I always give the the – edge to a goalie that's been proven especially this late in the playoffs with the meaning involved um Bobrovsky I would give him the edge I like Freddie Anderson I think he's good it's just this consistency hasn't always been there um so I'll give it to uh, Bobrovsky but then moving on to the dif- defense Carolina like you said other than Vegas I think Carolina's defense has got to be 1A 1B compared to Vegas um I played with Brady Shea, and he's their number four, I believe, and he's a stud. So I like their defense a lot. They don't give up a lot, so Ed Anderson's not going to face crazy amount of shots, uh, I don't believe. And and But then I'll give the forwards to, to Florida. This Florida team kind of reminds me of that 2012 uh, LA Kings when they the, the eighth seed that kind of no one gave them a chance. They won, and then they swept round two. And then they just went on a roll and no one could touch him. It was the confidence. And it's so funny, not too long ago, everyone was calling for Bill Zito's head after the trade and this and this and this. And now he's looking like a genius with the $10 million contract, this and this. So it's pretty cool what they're doing right now. And and that's why I give the slight edge to them in the series. Um, It's like it's splitting hairs, I think, with these two teams. But I just feel Florida, watching them against Toronto, they're big, they're heavy, they're mean. Their forwards, top through bottom, are you know how the difference were? Uh, I think Toronto had higher-end talent, but those guys, there was a few podcasts said it yesterday, they were going to the line and they can get there first, but they weren't going through the line. Where Florida guys are a little more, they want it. So they're getting to that line and going through the line, pushing. They want to win. And you can see that from them. And obviously, Brenda Moore will have Carolina doing the same thing. But I just think Florida, with the forwards and the goalie, they're going to just have that slight edge. I'm a little scared about Carolina's defense. But um, I still think Florida, they can log some minutes on the point with heavy bodies in Ekblad and Gudis. Um, yeah, so I would give them the edge in Florida. But that's going to be that's going to be an intense, fast series. Yeah, it's it's I'm, both of these series have fascinating elements. You know what I like about both series? They're going to give you a little bit of everything. These teams have skill and speed. You're going to have it in this series. You're going to have it in Vegas, Dallas. But you're also going to have a heavy dose of forechecking, tenacious puck battles, you know, physicality. I mean, you're really going to get a nice blend in both of these series on paper because that's the way really Vegas, Dallas, Florida, Carolina play. They have skill. They have speed. But they are also heavy hockey teams. And physicality and just 
putting their opponent through the glass to win battles, board battles, puck battles, foot race situations. That is what's going to make both of these series uh, very, very appealing because you're going to get a little bit of everything uh, in both of them. Uh, as far as the props go, and that's uh, definitely Kevin and mine, uh, our domain for sure. Let's start with just series props. Then we'll get into series player props uh, for this series. But just for series props here, uh, I'm just going to do the, the, the Ian Cameron special here. Six games, seven games. You can bet both of those at plus 200. One of them hits, you're profitable. Because I, And I feel this way about Vegas-Dallas, too. I don't think it's going to be a short series. I think both teams are good enough to push this one toward the latter uh, stages, six games or seven games. And again, if just one of those happens, you're profitable. So I'm on the six games and seven games props here for Florida and Carolina, both at plus 200 at DraftKings. And uh, again, if one of those hits, uh, you are a profitable. Um, as far as uh, the player props, for this Carolina-Florida series uh, are concerned. You know, there's a couple that stand out, and uh, DraftKings is really where I focused in on uh, some of these uh, props that you can uh, find here for the uh, Carolina-Florida series. Uh, as far as points are concerned uh, in this series, I definitely liked Sam Reinhardt at minus 120 over Seth Jarvis. Reinhardt was just phenomenal, I thought, in the uh, last round. Uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers, scoring huge goals. He had the overtime winner in Game 3 uh, against Toronto, which put the uh, Leafs on the brink of getting swept uh, in that series. He's playing a hard, physical, tenacious, get-to-the-blue-paint, get-to-the-goal-crease, get-to-the-net-front style of game, which you need in the playoffs, especially if you're going to score goals. I really like Reinhardt's game. Seth Jarvis is a little too streaky for me. You know, sometimes I've seen him show up and sometimes he hasn't exactly been popping off the radar offensively for Carolina throughout these playoffs. So I, at minus 120 to Reinhardt over Jarvis and the points uh, for this series, I think that's uh, not a bad option in my opinion there uh, as far as that goes. Uh, the goal props here in this series, a little trickier. I took a shot with Natchez over Barkov, head-to-head -head goals, uh, minus 120 over Barkov just because Natchez has found the back of the net against the Islanders and the Devils. And Barkov is Barkov doesn't give two shits about scoring. His team his team's winning. He's happy with that. Not that he it bothers him that he's not really lighting the lamp offensively uh, here in the playoffs, but I think for him it's about the entirety of his game. Yeah, the puck's not going in for him right now, but he's collecting a few assists. He's good on the faceoff circle. He's excellent defensively. Did an amazing job shutting down Austin Matthews. I thought in the second round against Toronto, that was the primary matchup for Barkov, you know, defensively. And he did a phenomenal job. So I think if you're floor, I think if you're Barkov, look, the puck's really not been going in for you here uh, in the Stanley cup playoffs so far. The scary part is, you know, what if it starts going in for him here? You know, when I make this bet, that's always the concern that you're, yeah, you're betting against someone that's not really been lighting the lamp, but they've got the capability to get red hot at any moment. You know, and but you have to bet what you've seen, in my opinion, and what you've seen so far here uh, in these playoffs is uh, Sasha Barkov here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. You know, having a tough time seeing the puck go in. He's only have got two goals here in twelve playoff games so far. So uh, then you flip it around to uh, our guy Marty Natchez uh, for Carolina, and here you have a guy that so far in the playoffs for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, he enters this uh, series with four. Uh, goals in 11 games so he's actually scored two more goals than Barkov and he's played one less playoff game uh, than Barkov so I like Natchez there to outscore Barkov 
uh, in this series. And again, that's at DraftKings. Uh, Alec, uh, Mart, Mart, Marty Natchez, minus 120. More goals over Alexander Barkov. Uh, I think of all the goal props, those are the ones that stand out to me. You know, I, Kachuk versus Ajo is interesting. That's available at DraftKings too. More goals in the series, Kachuk or Ajo. Because Kachuk was just on fire in the Boston series. Didn't score a goal uh, in the Toronto series. So which Matthew Kachuk is it going to be? I think Ajo, you know, when you look at his production here uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far uh, for uh, Carolina, uh, Ajo has five goals uh, in 11 playoff games for the Hurricanes, tied for the team lead uh, in goals with Jesper Faust. Uh, so I'd probably lean a little bit to Ajo uh, in that battle. Kachuk with five goals as well in 12 games, but again, all five of those came in the Boston series. So don't love that one nearly as much, but I do lean to Ajo in that department. And then for uh, another prop uh, look that you can uh, get for uh, both series, including this one, is uh, overall goal scorer leader, you know, and point scorer leader, which are props that I usually like to uh, look at here as well uh, in both series. So you know, most goals, most points. I'll, I'll tell you what, in the most points department, uh, I had to sprinkle on Martin Nuke at thirty to one, crazy. But you know, and and is he going to keep this going? Is the concern, but. At 30 to 1, I'll take a shot, you know, with Jordan Martin, who's been, and even Foss, you could put him in that. Like these two guys for the Hurricanes have been all world for them. And they've totally, you know, ripped away my concerns about no Pacioretty and no Svechnikov. And for the first two rounds, no Taravainen because they've gotten these guys to step up. So at those big money shots there, Martin Nuke 30 to 1 for most points. Jesper Foss, 50 to 1 for most points. Hell, Jesper Foss, who's tied for the, Hurricanes team lead in goals at 25 to 1 for most goals in the series isn't crazy, uh, in my opinion, based on the uh, the price you're getting uh, there uh, with that. Um, and then up the board, um, I'm, t- I'm taking a look at a couple that would in- Verhage at plus 650, like out of Kachuk, Aho, and Verhage. I really do think Verhage at plus 650 is probably a little bit more value bang for your buck considering the price you're getting. But I'll go down the board a little bit and throw out Sam Reinhardt's name again. 17 to 1 at DraftKings for most goals in this series. I think that's not a bad option as well because he's going to be the guy that scores the kind of goals you need to score to win this series. He goes to the blue paint. He has six goals and 12 playoff games for the uh, for the Florida Panthers so far. Uh, Montour has six. A lot of those came in the Boston series, but if you're interested, you are talking about still a guy that's tied for the team lead in goals here in the playoffs. Brandon Montour is 30 to 1, you know, and again, not a terrible. Uh, option to maybe put a few bucks on that based on what we've seen out of him here in the playoffs. So that's about it as far as props for me in this series. Kevin, what are you eyeing here play uh, with the series props and player props for Panthers Hurricanes? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, eyeing Carter Verhage. I think he's been consistent. Um, I found him on FanDuel actually for plus 950 to lead the series in goals. Uh, it was plus a thousand just the other day. It's It's moved down a little bit, but that's that's one that pops here for me. Shop around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, I mean, in the season, he had the most goals on, on either team. And then he's still been, still been consistent here in, uh, in playoffs. He's got, he's got five over the playoffs, but he's just, just because just consistently scoring. So he's one I definitely look at. Um, I also look at his, to score three goals in the series, three or more is plus 170. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. There's another one that's Kachuk plus for Hagee. Uh, you know, if Verhage dries up a little bit, I think Kachuk's going to come back on. Uh, you know, Kachuk didn't score last series, but, you know, it was definitely buzzing that, that first series. So 
a combo of Kachuk plus for Hagee, uh, five plus goals is minus 125. Uh, if you think they're going to hit six six plus combined, it's plus 170. Uh, so that's that's one I'm probably going to go at. I don't think I'm going to hit uh, for them to hit seven or more. That's plus 340. I'll probably stay away from that. But I think the combo to hit five or six, I feel pretty good about uh, like one of those two guys getting hot and, and scoring three or four in the series and another guy chipping in. I like uh, Brandon Montour, 21 shots or more. Uh, that's, that's close to even money there. He went off for nine last game. Uh, it was it was an overtime game, but you know you expect with this being a tight series, there's going to be a couple overtime games, and that's going to kind of bump up a couple numbers. Um, he's a guy that can just go off. He can go off for you know, there's a couple times he's gone off for six, so then and the last game went off for nine. So uh, that's that's one I feel pretty good about. And the last one here I got is Barkov versus uh, Aho in shots. Uh, it's it's a pick 'em. It's 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 even money, and. In the in the season here, Barkov was uh, about three per game. Aho was two point nine, so so pretty even. In playoffs, Barkov's held that he's been about two point eight per game, and Aho's been down to two point one. Uh, the in the the first round they were pretty even. It's been the last the last five games. Uh, last five games, Aho only has five shots in five games, and Barkov has fifteen in his last five. Uh, now Barkov did have two overtime games. Aho only had one there, so. That, that is a big, a bit of a difference there, but uh, right now Barkov's been the one shooting the puck lately, um, and Aho's kind of dried up. So, just based off on recent history here, they've been pretty even through the season. But based on recent history, I'm probably gonna jump off, uh, jump on Barkov there for, for most shots in the series, and those are my uh, my props in this one here. Yeah, as far as for me uh, in this uh, series, because I did eye some of those, uh, you know, how many goals are they going to score in the series? Uh, props and uh, definitely, I, I see uh, Natchez plus one eighty for three. You, you can't t- you tell me that Marty Natchez can't score three goals in this series at plus one eighty. I mean, that's definitely one that uh, appeals to me right now. Someone that's a big fan of Marty Natchez's game uh, and obviously what he's capable of. So, uh, plus one eighty for him to get to three goals in this series, I think that's a price that definitely uh, I'm kind of looking at and interested here uh, for sure. Um, all right, good stuff. That's the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we've got the West coming up, Dallas and Vegas. Uh, we'll preview that in just a moment. Shout out to everyone watching live on YouTube. Hit the like button and our podcast listeners as well. Back to talk Western Conference Finals, Dallas, Vegas, coming up after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, Western Conference Finals, 
This starts on uh, Friday night. Uh, ESPN, by the way, will have this series uh, with Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, and Emily Kaplan. Of course, the East Final will be TNT in the States with uh, Kenny Albert, uh, Eddie Olchick, and surprisingly, Keith Jones, who will finish the season with TNT. He'll do the Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Final, even though he's been uh, hired by the Philadelphia Flyers as president of hockey operations. So he will do his final goodbye, his last two series with TNT uh, to finish out the uh, season. But here we are, Western Conference Finals, Dallas-Vegas. Uh, Vegas minus 135, uh, series home favorites here uh, in this one. Chad, are you going to any of the games before you head to Italy, any of these first two? Possibly. When they're Friday night and Sunday at noon here, which is noon a very local. interesting yeah. start time. Yeah. Um, yeah, possibly. I'm not sure yet. Usually I find out the day before or the day of. I have a, I have a lot of friends that just hold tickets. So then uh, sometimes I just get a random call saying you want to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly like they have to twist your arm. It's a Vegas Golden Knights. It's an NHL yeah. game. It's an NHL playoff game. And uh, the atmosphere, as we always see in the T-Mobile arena, is uh, excellent. And I'm sure it will be here. Um, let's start with Dallas, okay? Because Dallas, um, obviously, it was not an easy series for them against Seattle. Uh, credit to the Kraken, uh, who just pushed them right to seven games uh, gave gave them a hell of a series, uh, took it distance. Dallas ended up getting the game seven win, uh, and they uh, survive a very game effort from the Kraken. I think what is impressive about Dallas is they've definitely got more offensive difference makers and game breakers than last year or any of the last couple of years we've seen in the playoffs. I've been very impressed with what we've seen uh, from the uh, Dallas Stars. I've been extremely impressed. The two forwards... I would say three forwards in particular I've, I've been most impressed with. Joe Pavelski, it goes without saying. What he did in that Seattle series was absolutely sick. you know. And it just goes to show you again how much of a playoff performer this guy is. I mean, he had the four goals in game one uh, of the uh, series against Seattle. He had a grand total of eight goals in the series in its entirety. He is a clutch playoff performer. He is once again showing that again this year. And the fact is he's 38 years old and he's still able to play at this kind of level and elevate a playoff time. Rope Hints is becoming a star and borderline superstar. No, no joke. That is how skilled this guy is. Incredible speed, just incredibly good without the puck too. Like he just, just pickpocketed Jamie Oleksiak, you know, in the neutral zone for that. Uh, first goal in game seven, and then just with that blazing speed and roof job over Philip Grubauer, who was standing on his head for much of that game. Uh, Rope Hints has arrived, folks. This is a legit uh, offensive dynamo in the league as far as I'm concerned. Uh, 37 goals, 38 assists, 75 points just during the regular season alone. Uh, and man, here in the playoffs, he continues to uh, play extremely well. Uh, in the last four games of that Seattle series, Red hot is the way you would ex describe Rope Hints. Four goals and six points for him, you know, in the last four games of that series. So Rope Hints, outstanding. And the other forward that's impressed me among the most is Wyatt Johnston. Just because this kid's only a rookie, he's just not barely 20 years old, and he is playing great in the playoffs. When sometimes those young kids, you know, they don't transfer over to the playoffs nearly as much, the, their ability to play at a pretty high level. Wyatt Johnston's done that. What a roof job shot he had uh, in the beat out the icing, first of all, and then just roofed it from an impossible angle past Grubauer for the what ended up being the game-winning goal in Game 7. Uh, the kid's playing outstanding hockey, and that's not even mentioning Marchment, 
who's had a nice playoff. Domi has been a nice pickup for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Dodonov has given them a little uh, offense here and there. I can't really say much in a negative about any of the Dallas forwards, except from except for uh, of all people, Jason Robertson, the 46 goal scorer who has just completely evaporated. His offense has evaporated here uh, in the playoffs. He's definitely lost confidence and. What's impressive about Dallas is they've gotten to the Western Conference Finals with Jason Robertson totally non-effective through the first two rounds of these playoffs. And when you see Robertson play right now, you can tell he's feeling it. He's wearing it big time that he is struggling to find the back of the net. He's scuffing his shots. He's missing the net. He's trying to be too fine. And, and he's just and it's, sometimes he's even fanning on shots, I'm noticing. So it's in his head. There's no question that he's been this uh they struggled to this extent offensively here in the playoffs. Could you, you could only imagine how much tougher this Dallas team is going to be to beat if Jason Robertson decides I'm going to join the fucking party here uh, in the Western Conference Finals and get my game going. The blue line, um, I don't think they have, the, and we'll get to it, I don't think they have the depth that Vegas does on the back end, but they've gotten tons of miles out of Miro Haskinen. You know, and that does worry me a little bit as the playoffs go on. I mean, they are asking this guy to play just a shit ton of minutes. It's really impressive. 32 minutes uh, in game seven uh, against Seattle. He had 31 minutes in a previous game, 34 in the first game, which went to overtime. He's playing some significant minutes. And credit to him for playing that many minutes and playing as well at both ends of the ice as Haskinen. And Haskinen is by far the most important defenseman on this team. Logs the most minutes. Plays in every situation. Great puck mover. Good in his own end as well. Um, you know, But at the same time, that's a lot of minutes. You're now into the third round uh, of the playoffs. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear and tear on you a little bit. The wear and tear could add up. You know, Just the, the mileage on the body, the playing that long. Uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs can do to you. So it's going to be important for Dallas. That, you know, old man Suter's got to still be, and he's actually been better than I thought here in the playoffs. Lindell and Colin Miller are going to have to be good. Uh, Thomas Harley and Joel Hanley, you know, and that third pair have actually played solid. They've limited mistakes, which has been good to see. And um, and it's to the point with uh, Yanni Hockenpah with the lower body injury. He's also in the mix, but looks like he may not be ready to go for game one, but there is definitely more depth concerns with Dallas's defense. You flip it over to Vegas, and the way they defended Edmonton in game six, I can't believe how good it was. I can't believe how well they defended in the third period. Actually, I can because they're a well-coached team. Bruce Cassidy has done a phenomenal job. They've got an excellent one through six on the back end, and that's going to be clear advantage for the Golden Knights in this series. There's no one that can say one through six. Vegas isn't deeper on the back end. They absolutely are with uh, Petrangelo, Stanley Cup winner, Alec Martinez, Stanley Cup winner, um, Shea Theodore, who's been, I think, one of the top defensemen in the league for the last two, three years and really has gotten to that level the last couple in Vegas. Um, Braden McNabb, one of the better shutdown D-men you could ask for. Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud. Is this maybe the best third pairing in the entire league right now? I mean, this this third pair of White Cloud and Nick Haig is terrific. I mean, good luck scoring on those guys. They have been just so solid, so steady uh, in their own zone throughout these playoffs. That's a great one through six. I love the four-line uh, you know, combinations that uh, Cassidy has going. He's got 
Eichel centering the red-hot Jonathan Marcheseau. And we'll get to Marcheseau. I'm interested in Marcheseau from a prop standpoint uh, in this series uh, after what he did against Edmonton. But, you know, Eichel Marcheseau with Clochet Barbashev, with Ivan Barbashev, you know, that's been a very, very good uh, top line. It's not really a top line. They're four very good lines, and there's not a big drop-off between any of them. Riley Smith with William Carlson and Nick Waugh was playing with them, and he's played well. Brett Howden with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson's been one of the best forwards for, in the playoffs for uh, Vegas, and he's playing on the third line, centering the third line. Carrier Bluger and Keegan Colasar, who's one of the more physical, tenacious, forechecking forwards you'll ask for on a fourth line for Vegas. I mean, it's just such balance, such depth uh, up front, and the same thing goes with the blue line. Now the question becomes goaltending. And there you have to give the advantage to Dallas. You just do. Jake Ottinger is phenomenal. He has been outstanding. And Aiden Hill was outstanding in game six against Edmonton. No doubt. To to, to give up the first two shots on the road in a closeout game and then turn, shut the door completely the rest of the way, 39 consecutive shots stopped after giving up the first two goals of the game. Phenomenal work by Aiden Hill, although the defense was also very good in front of him. But you still have to give Ottinger the advantage in net. Now, it looks like it's going to be Aiden Hill uh, in this series for Vegas because Laurent Brossois is nowhere close to coming back. Logan Thompson, he just started skating again. So don't expect him anytime soon in this series. And uh, so it's going to be status quo. I think this is Aiden Hill's series in net for Vegas with Jonathan Quick uh, still backing him up. So that's probably the way it's going to go in net. Um, this is a great series. This is kind of like, for me, the kind of decision I made with, with Florida, Carolina. I'm going to make that same decision here with Dallas and Vegas. I have Dallas to win the West and Dallas to win the Stanley Cup. Bets I made in uh, early, uh, actually it was mid-March, you know, the last month of the regular season, because I saw Dallas starting to play really well uh, and thought, eh, you know what, they're starting to show me they could be dangerous in the playoffs. So that's when I jumped on the Stars to win the West, win the Cup. But this is a series that does concern me uh, just because I think if you look at the four lines Vegas has, just a little bit more depth there than Vegas. Or sorry, Vegas a little bit more depth there than Dallas. Certainly deeper on the blue line Vegas compared to Dallas. And that was enough to get past the team I thought was going to win the West uh, in the Edmonton Oilers and dispatch them and shut them down and keep Leon Dreisaitl to no goals after game two. I don't know if it was Vegas that did that to him or Kevin Beach and Ian Cameron that did that to him because we're started started to text back and forth and chat about he's going to score maybe 10 goals in this series. He didn't score a fucking one after game two uh, of that series against Vegas. We put the damn kibosh on him, Kevin. We, we, we oh, yeah. he- It was Jinx City, uh, Hex City, courtesy of uh, yours truly, me and you. Yeah, our next our next game after uh, <clears throat> I put in that bet for dry settle to hit, I think it was the hit like ten goals. I was kind of texting back like, how many is he gonna hit? And uh, I think we felt pretty good about nine, nine or ten after he had six in the, in the first couple of games there. And the next game, I think in the first five minutes, he had a open net and someone just threw out a, a skate, got a yep. skate on a block. And then a couple of minutes later in the first period, he yeah, hit the post, the post harder yep. than I've ever seen anyone hit the post. Um, it was like and a boomerang, the puck. It just off the puck, yeah. off the post, and right yeah. back out of the zone. Yep. And then the next game, I think he missed uh, – with the goalie pulled, he missed uh, an empty net on the back end there. So just uh, – yeah, we put a, put a hard jinx on him there. So 
We did. Sorry, yeah. Leon. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we'll take the blame for that. Our bad. Uh, we'll, we'll learn our lesson from that. We'll learn from the mistakes of the past uh, and be better. Uh, like most players say uh, for sure. But uh, in all seriousness, no, Vegas deserves credit. They shut him down uh, late in that series. Bruce Cassidy just made better defensive adjustments. He said, we're, we're going to maybe keep the points open. We're going to totally collapse in front of the goalie, help out Aiden Hill, and you aren't getting a second chance. You aren't getting a third chance. You're not getting a loose puck in front of our goalie. You're not getting those rebounds. You're not even going to get close to getting them. And that's exactly why Vegas won that series late. They shut down Hyman, Hyman especially. Hyman, you know, early in the series had some success, but they kept him. And he's one of those dogged and determined players. He's going to get there, find those loose pucks. Vegas didn't allow it. And that speaks volumes about how well they defended uh, in that series. So, you know, as far as this series goes, um, I'm going to take Vegas in the series at minus 135, kind of a mini hedge because I've got the Dallas uh, positions to win the Stanley Cup in the Western Conference, so it is kind of a hedge like that. Uh, and to be honest with you, if I, I'm, I, my heart says Dallas. I want Dallas for obvious reasons, financially, uh, in particular. But my head says Vegas, uh, you know, and it, it says Vegas because I just think they they took out a team that I thought had Stanley Cup written all over them, or at least get out of the West written all over them in the Edmonton Oilers and the way they blanketed. McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Nugent Hopkins, who did nothing in that series, 100 points in the regular season, nothing against Vegas other than one goal. Uh, Hyman was shut down later in that series. Tells me Vegas is capable of doing that. They've got the home ice uh, as well. This is the first time in the playoffs Dallas won't have home ice uh, advantage. If this series goes to Game 7 like the Seattle series, they won't have home ice to fall back on. They'll have to go to T-Mobile uh, and win a Game 7, which wouldn't be easy. So, I think even, to be quite honest, if I didn't have the Dallas Futures, I would still, I hope for Dallas, but I would still be honest and say, I, th I think I like da a Vegas in this series, you know, at minus 135 here. Uh, and I have to bet it because I want to protect, uh, from, uh, and I give a little mini hedge here uh, in this one. And the one concern for Vegas is Aiden Hill just becomes a pumpkin and just absolutely does nothing close to what we just saw him do in game six against Edmonton. And there's definitely a goalie edge to, to Ottinger over him based on experience and based on body of work. And he's been great for multiple regular seasons. Now he's been a great playoff goalie and Aiden Hill's just been good for a game or two. You know, can he do it for a full series here once again against the Dallas stars? But I just think from a team perspective, I give Vegas a little edge with their four lines and I give Dallas uh, or Vegas a definite edge with their blue line depth uh, over Dallas. And to me, as long as Aiden Hill plays somewhat, just be solid, you know, and be good. Uh, you may not have to steal the game like he did game six against Edmonton. Certainly if he plays like that, Vegas has a great chance uh, in this series. But just be solid. They can absolutely win this series. And quickly on props, and then we'll get to Kevin and Chad on this series. Uh, I'm loading up on Pavelski still for Dallas. Not loading up, but I'm on him to score three-plus goals, even money, four-plus goals, plus 280. Uh, and even a very, very small sprinkle. And what concerns me is Vegas shut down the top guys of Edmonton. And Pavelski's a top, top guy for Dallas. What if they do the same thing to him? But he finds a way somehow. So three goals plus 100, four goals plus 280, and just a smaller dose of five goals in the series for Joe Pavelski plus 600. You know, just because that price is out there and it's so uh, tantalizing with just his ability to step up in the big games and he has actually played Vegas many times. San Jose, 
a couple of years. Dallas, a couple of years ago, they played Vegas in the playoffs, and he's done well in playoff series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Remember, he's a big reason why San Jose sent Vegas home in that crazy, what was it, game seven uh, a few years ago. So uh, Joe Pavelski, yeah, any Joe Pavelski props in this series I'm interested in. And then as far as the uh, most goals and most points, obviously I'm on the uh, Joe Pavelski most goals. I mean, uh, you can't say the price is great, but it's actually better than I thought uh, as far as the uh, price on Pavelski, plus 700 at DraftKings. FanDuel might even be better than that. Uh, how do you not? How do you not? Like, they've actually got Pavelski behind Roberts. How is Pavelski behind Robertson in most goals in this series? That boggles the mind to me. How on earth can you get a better price on Joe Pavelski to, to be the most the, the highest goal scorer in this series over Jason Robertson? How is that? How is Robertson plus 650 at DraftKings and Pavelski's plus 700? Boggles my mind, but I'll step in and take advantage of it there, plus 700 with Pavelski to be the top goal scorer in this series. On the Vegas side, I'll throw two out there at you. Jonathan Marsh is so plus 750. He's got a very real chance to be the top goal scorer in this series, certainly for Vegas. You saw what he did in game six, natural hat trick in the second period. He just all of a sudden caught fire. Last few games of that series, Jonathan Marsh is so John Masserol, as Don Cherry would call him. Uh, absolutely um, uh, great down the stretch, plus 750. I like that price a little bit. And I'll go down the board a bit with Chandler Stevenson, uh, plus 1,200. I don't hate hints at plus 650, but I just don't think the price is you – know, Pavelski's price is 50 cents better. So that's why I gravitated more toward Pavelski on the Dallas side than Rope Hints. But obviously, Hints is very capable of being one of the top goal scorers in this series as well. And then in the head-to-heads for points and goals in this series, uh, on the point side of things, um, I look at it um, – Hint uh, the one that I really like as far as points are concerned in this uh, series uh, is um, Rope Hints. Dallas minus 135 uh, over Mark Stone. And, and that's what you can find at uh, DraftKings right now. Mark Stone is going to be serviceable. He's going to be solid. He's going to chip in here and there. But that back is fucking bothering him. Anybody that can see it knows it. You know, every time they show him on the bench, he's wincing in pain. He, you can see him. He's kind of struggling a little bit. There's no doubt he's playing through that wonky back of his. And to me, you know, I think his offensive contributions might be stunted because of that a little bit. Plus, he's going head-to-head in his prop here at, on DraftKings with Rope Ince, who's just absolutely on fire right now. What do you have, six points in the last four games of that series against uh, Seattle? So to only lay a buck 35 with Rope Ince to have more points in this series over Mark Stone, I'm happy to do it. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Props and just the series in general, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, the series in general, I think uh, another another pretty even one. Um, I do I do give Vegas the edge. Just I think Dallas has had a couple series go a little bit longer, so they played a couple extra games. Uh, the amount of mileage they put on Heiskanen in here is is a bit concerning. Um, so just you wonder about the wear down factor, and then just the way they shut down uh, the way Vegas shut down Edmonton was was pretty impressive. Um, like you mentioned, can can Aiden Hill hold that up, you know, continue that on. But it was definitely something where you, you say, oh, okay, they just shut down the best offense in the league. Um, so these guys on Dallas here, you got a couple of really hot guys on Dallas, uh, Ropey Hens and, and Pavelski here. Um, but it was really impressive what Vegas did. So that this is a price I'm not I'm not going to play, even though I like I like Vegas better. I think it's just just too close. Uh, for me, I really like a lot of a lot of prop stuff here. Um, 
I'll start with one. I got Pavelski versus Stone in goals. Uh, Stone's got f- five so far. Pavelski obviously has, has the eight and eight in one one series. Uh, this is one you do have to pay for. It. It's it's minus one fifty to get Pavelski versus uh, Mark Stone. But like like you said, Stone's back. I don't think is is all there right now. So one, I, I, think I actually Pavelski's... forgot to mention that one, Kevin. I am on that one too. I just okay. totally because I've got it written down. I got it on the screen in front of me. I just missed sp- speaking of it. Uh, hints over stone. I'm fading stone basically. So stone better not have a very good series or else I'm going to be in the poor house here because I'm taking yeah. hints over stone and points. And I am on that same one. Uh, Pavelski minus 150 over stone and goals uh, in this okay. series as well. So yeah, I agree. Yep. On that one. Uh, next one I'm on for head to head in goals is, uh, is Chandler Stevenson versus Tyler Sagan. Okay. This is, this is a pick them. So it's, it's, it's even money here. Um, they're both like on three line teams, you know, with three good lines. But I think with with Stephenson being on that top top power play, I'm going to give him the edge there. But I think that one that one's pretty close. Uh, one I really like here is is Ropey Hins versus Jack Eichel. Uh, again, pretty close to even money. They, they a little bit better for for Ropey Hins uh, as far as what you're getting back. Um, he's got nine in in thirteen. Jack Eichel's got six and eleven, but. In the season, like like Ropey Hens has has been the premier goal scorer. He's got he's got thirty seven, where uh, Eichel only had twenty seven in the season, a pretty well even amount of games here. Um, so to get the head to head there, when you know one Ropey Hens had the better season, and he's been the hotter guy, and you get a little bit better price. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take him over over Jack Eichel. I think that's inflated a little bit with Jack Eichel's name, and and Ropey Hens not really being recognized yet of how how good he is and, and what a superstar he's becoming. Uh, the other couple I'm going with, I'm going to stay on these guys that are hot. Ropey Hens to score three plus in the series is, is uh, minus 105. I, I like him to get three. And then uh, to lead the series in goals, yeah, I, I found Hens at plus 650 and Pavelski at plus 700. I found the DraftKings prices were uh, 50 cents better than uh, than FanDuel there. Uh, so I did find those to be the better prices, but I do like those two. And then if you feel good about those guys combined as a package, there's Hints and Pavelski to score seven combined or more, and that's plus 240. So that's that's the one I like there. But I think I'm just staying on those uh, those guys that are hot right now, and I'm just, I'm just going to ride those guys out. There's not a single thing you mentioned that I vehemently disagree with. And, in fact, there's I, I, I like most of everything. I pretty much like uh, every bet you mentioned. Uh, a couple of them, even you mentioned, you've brought them to my attention that I either missed when I looked at the uh, prop board at first, uh, or because of the, I'll tell you what, hints over Eichel and the goal prop, you know, that you mentioned, uh, that does make sense. I mean, minus one ten, he's actually a slight underdog, you know, yeah, in yeah. that um, in that head-to-head goal prop. Uh, it's nine to six in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now in favor of hints. Uh, over it's nine, it's nine to six, and in the season it's yep. thirty-seven to twenty-seven. So, I mean, he's he's been the, the better guy over. You know, it's not just a short, short uh, sample size here. It's it's been the full year. He's been he's been the better goal scorer. The only the only little bit of hesitation I have is that Eichel really got good. Got he's play, he's having a nice playoffs, and he's he played he a great series. He had a bunch of great chances. That even though he only had, I think it was three goals in the Edmonton series, you're seeing this guy fire four fucking five shots on goal uh, every night. And he hit a couple of posts, I think as well. So he's playing great, 
But yeah. I still agree with you there. If you're playing that prop, you got to look at Rope Hints there, I think, in my opinion, based on the season stats, the playoff stats so far, uh, and uh, certainly the way it's been uh, going, and the price, of course. He's a slight underdog. I think it should be the other way around. Eichel should yeah. be the slight underdog based on it. But again, he's not because he's Jack Eichel, right? A bit, bit of a bigger superstar name, maybe uh, inflating it a bit. Uh, Chad, of course, the game's in Vegas, right in your backyard. How do you see this series playing out? Dallas, Vegas. Uh, I like I like a narrow margin as well on Dallas. Obviously, four teams left, so everyone's going to be good or, or doing something good to get them there. But the, the, the main reason I'm going to give them that edge is, is in goal. Uh, Ottinger, arguably top three goaltender in the league this year, I believe. I think just watching him play, how solid he is, a lot of comparisons to Carey Price, and he's still young, and I think he's arrived to the big moment as well. So I'm going to lean to him. Aiden Hill has played well, but going into the series as the guy now, he's a coin flip to me. He could be really good, um, but also he's he's going to have some some big tests here. And with Dallas compared to Edmonton, Edmonton, their goal is to shut down McDavid, Drysaddle. They don't, and they I wouldn't say they shut him down in stat wise, but in their in McDavid dry set away, they shut him down. They they slowed him enough to win. I believe Hyman was injured. I believe Kane was injured. They didn't look themselves. Uh, Nugent Hopkins just I, I just feel in the playoffs these these smaller skilled guys that don't bring that edge. I just feel like they slowly slow down in the playoffs when when the big Florida Panther guys are coming through with Kachuk and Reinhardt these kind of guys. So I think I think that's that's kind of why Edmonton was able to be shut down. They have no depth. I know they make a lot of pickups to say we're helping our depth, but it's still not there. Um, the Vegas D is really really good, but like I said, after shutting down the top couple guys in Edmonton, uh, I don't think they had to. They, they got off the hook with the bottom two lines. Where in Dallas, you don't have that. You got your third line is is Johnson, Jamie Ben, and I believe Dodonov. So you got you got Ben running through you. You got Johnson and Dodonov can score, and Ben's been scoring. So that's your third line. Never mind Sagan, uh, his group, and then Hintz is in his group. So you got three lines rather than maybe two or just one and a half in Edmonton. So I think that defense is going to be pressed a little harder. I love the Vegas defense though. If they hold up, then it's going to be a little scary. But um, I just believe with Ottinger and and a little bit better of a forward group, Dallas's depth defense is going to be a little bit challenged. So with the with the Vegas forwards, I like the Vegas top three lines. So we'll see. It's going to be really close, but I, I'll I'll give that edge to the goaltending in the series. I think it's going to go a long series. Um, Vegas starting off at home is a big big help. Um, but then you also got Pete DeBoer back in town, which is a guy who's coached the team and knows a little bit about the players. So these guys are masterminds, and that's why they get paid a lot of money to do it. So, like I said, that narrow edge I'm going to give to Dallas, but I think it's going to be a really fun series to watch. There you go, like in Dallas. And if you like Dallas, plus 115 is the series price right here on the Dallas Stars here in the Western Conference Finals. I forgot to mention this earlier. I'm also on the six and seven games props uh, in this series. I'd be stunned if this doesn't go six, at least. It's going to be one of those hard-fought, 
you know, back and forth type of series. We saw six games with uh, Edmonton. Actually, in the in the last round, Vegas Edmonton went six. Seattle Dallas went seven. And don't forget Dallas Minnesota in the first round went six. The only series that either of these teams have had in the playoffs that did not go six games was Vegas in the first round against Winnipeg. Well, there's a big difference Winnipeg to uh, obviously Edmonton and Dallas. So I, I the way I see it is uh, this is going to go six minimum. So again, you find the uh, series total games props uh, that are available and you can put uh, a little bit on six games and a little bit on seven games, both at plus 200. And again, if one of those bets hits, uh, you're going to be profitable. So that's the way I'm approaching it, just like Carolina, Florida, six games, seven games, plus uh, 200. Uh, I think it's going to be a six-gamer at the very least here with the uh, Stars and the Golden Knights. And uh, looking forward to this series, certainly. The one thing about Dallas, and you, Chad mentioned the uh, the third line is definitely going to be more of a pain in the neck for uh, Vegas than Edmonton's third line was when you're talking about Ben and Dodonov uh, and Johnston, the, 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 the sensational rookie. But that fourth line doesn't give you much for Dallas. Kiviranta, Foxa, and uh, Luke Glendening. Although that's more of a, a defensive line, a checking line, if you will. Uh, I get that, but they really didn't do much offensively in these playoffs. Whereas you look at Vegas on the uh, fourth line, you know you can get a little offensive punch from uh, you know Carrier Bluger even scored a goal in this series. Kolasar, you know, and obviously their third line, Howden Stevenson and Stones, outstanding. I think a little bit of an edge to the fourth line of Vegas, but again, you're splitting hairs. I think it's just uh, a close battle there uh, with the forward group. Slight edge Vegas for me on there, but the bigger edge is the blue line for Vegas over Dallas. And but you got to give Ottinger the edge over Hill. And you know if Hill is anything less than than decent in this series, let's say he's mediocre, let's say he's mediocre, he's below average, and let's say he's bad, that's going to be trouble for Vegas because Ottinger in the other end is not going to give you many soft goals. So that's it's it's imperative that they play well in front of Hill and that when Hill does face good uh, high-danger chances, or, or not so much high-danger chances, but when he faces the routine chance, he doesn't let a softie in uh, because he didn't do it very much against Edmonton. That's why he had a good series. He's got to maintain uh, that level of play here. Uh, in the conference finals. Uh, great stuff. Incredible uh, breakdowns of these uh, two conference finals. Definitely looking forward to seeing them play out. Uh, everyone watching on YouTube, hit the like button and uh, shout out to everyone listening to the podcast version as well. Uh, make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, our daily ice guys show betting card, lots of bonus content as well. We have interviews with Brandon DeFazio, Colton Tubert uh, posted on the uh, site. Uh, right now that we just did recently we got many more on the way uh, so check out patreon.com slash ice guys sign up and subscribe for that uh, just ten dollars a month and check out the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com uh, weather warming up summer almost here get yourself some great merchandise uh, iceguys.myspreadshop.com we will be back to wrap up the show with best bets for the conference finals right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. 
If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the weed whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the weed whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave, and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for best bets here for the conference finals. Uh, it can series price uh, bets, series props, player props, player series props can be anything you like. Uh, Kevin, uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for uh, best bet? Yeah, best bet, I'm going the combination of Verhege and Kachuk together to score five-plus goals. Uh, that's minus 125. You got two 40-goal scorers, two guys that are having a good good playoff. Uh, you know one of the two guys are going to get hot, pop in three or four, and then the other guy just has to chip in. So that's uh, Matthew Kachuk and Carter Verhege combined five-plus goals, minus 125. There you go. Matthew Kachuk, Carter Verhage, Florida Panthers, five-plus goals at a nice price there for uh, Kevin Beach with his uh, best bet. Uh, Chad Nairing, this will be our this is our Bon Voyage edition of the show for you because uh, you're off to Italy for a couple of weeks uh, until probably a, the early part of June. So maybe we get you on the show right at the tail end of the cup final if we do. Uh, but if not, uh, it's been great having you on the show uh, for these few times you've been able to join us. Uh, what do you like? The best bet if you have one here, conference finals, what would it be? Uh, I would just go uh, in the overall series, seeing Florida and Dallas meeting in the final, and uh, and and then uh, unfortunately Vegas will be done. But when I get back, uh, it'll be it should be game two or three of the finals. So maybe I can jump on and we can discuss the uh, the series and 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 the upcoming one. So uh, yeah, I like I like just seeing those two teams in the final. Whether you want to put that together. And, and you can make a little more money off that one. There you go. So there you go. The series prices for Florida and uh, at uh, plus 120 and Dallas at uh, plus 115. Two dogs. Take there two dogs. Two lo do and look, both dogs are very capable in this year. In the, both of these series, they're going to be competitive series. So Chad's liking the underdogs here and a Panthers stars Stanley Cup final. Uh, for his uh, best bets here for the uh, conference uh, finals round. Uh, best bets for me uh, for this uh, round. You know what? I'm going to go with the uh, the uh, bet that uh, you have to lay a price here on it. Uh, and uh, I'm on it here. Kevin Beach is on it. He mentioned he liked this uh, prop as well. Makes a lot of sense to me. You got to lay a price, but I think it's a good, it's, it's chalk worth laying uh, in my opinion. Let's go with Joe Pavelski, minus 150 over Mark Stone for most goals. Uh, in the Vegas-Dallas series. 
Stone's got the wonky back, okay? He's clearly not 100%. We've seen his offensive production diminish uh, in this playoffs because of it. And then he's going up against Joe Pavelski, who all he did in the second round was score eight goals uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken. So it's chalk worth laying. It's a price worth laying. Joe Pavelski, minus 150 over Mark Stone. Most goals in the Western Conference Finals between Dallas and Vegas. That's going to be my best bet here. Uh, for the conference finals. All right, that'll wrap it up. Great show. Thanks to Kevin Beach, Chad Nearing for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's uh, actually six days a week now, Monday to Friday, 2, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturdays at noon Eastern. Uh, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Kevin Beach and Chad Naring, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night, and we will be back tomorrow on Thursday, and we'll get you ready for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals with Carolina and Florida tomorrow on the Thursday edition of the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 